rooftop sessions. Prisons on the ledge came to scoop my message. Never really fitting on a block, no Tetris. Used to eat peanut butter straight, no beverage. Uh. I just wanna feed my son with a bag, nigga. See my gun. Never really thought about growing old because niggas with a dream die young, but that's first grade. Damned if I die up in his birdcage. Mama said, "Fuck what the church say," so I never been working at a job. Welcome back to the Mostly Everything podcast, hosted by Reese and Corey. Uh, we're back for episode two. Episode two. Here we go. Uh, Corey might be coughing a lot. He's slowly, slowly dying, but. The show must go on. The podcast must be recorded. Yeah. Got to be consistent content. That's right. Um, <clears throat> first, again, follow us on Instagram. My personal Instagram is R underscore G. And mine is Corey Hilton 1. And you could definitely follow um, the Mostly Everything podcast on uh, Mostly Everything podcast on IG. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please Give us an email at uh, mostlyeverythingpodcast at gmail.com. Any topics you would like us to discuss as well. That's we right. Definitely love to hear some topics from, from our fans out there. All right. Let's talk about this feedback that we received after the first episode. Um, <clears throat> we definitely put it out there. I think I we posted it up on Sunday, early Sunday morning. Put it all over our Instagram. We put it on SoundCloud right now. We're having issues uploading to iTunes and um, Google Play. So if anybody out there could give us a help with that, that would be greatly appreciated. So for the most part, everything was was good. Got great feedback from people. Um, there's one thing I, I, I want to ask from people out there as well, people that we know and people that we don't know. Um, please don't come into it thinking, oh, this is recent Corey. We know them. Let's just show them love. We appreciate that, but we want you to be honest and Absolutely. give you honest feedback. Um, what do you want to see? Because at the end of the day, it's it's what the listener wants to hear. Yeah. Uh, you guys are going to be receiving the content, and if it's something specific you want us to discuss, let us know. If you, if there's something else you want us to, um, if you want us to switch up our style in any kind of way, let us know. We definitely keep it um, in in consideration. Uh, one of my uh, one of my followers on Twitter told me um, they like that is uh, that is real raw. Um, they said they like that we mentioned that we're sitting at a kitchen table to do this podcast, and we're still sitting at my kitchen table. I yeah. think we should change the name of the podcast to the kitchen, kitchen table. table. <laughs> That's kind of hot. I actually like that. Um, you know, a couple people said it it was good. Uh, the content was good. The way me and Reese flow together is good. I'm a little quirky, loud, extra guy. Reese is calm, cool, and mellow. So um, people said they like that as well. So there's a lot of different feedback. Um, you know. Uh, we can't get better unless we know what what the listeners are actually want want to hear. So that's why we always ask for your intake, and we we ask for y'all to send us emails and um, shoot us texts or DMs or whatever it may be to our personal or our mostly everything podcast. Yeah, man, we're we're very we we don't take ourselves too seriously, and at the end of the day, based on our um, careers and retail experience. Um, we're the ones who's transparent with our employees. You know, we give them constructive feedback, so we have no issues with taking feedback as well. Absolutely. So, um, let's get right into this. I know last week we spoke about Black Panther for, like, a very long time, but it, it just had crossed a milestone. Black Panther is officially a $1 billion movie. Insane. $1 billion. What, it opened February... February was it Valentine's Day weekend? 16th or 16th? something like that? Yeah, February yeah. 16th. It was February 16th. Um, 
and today is March full fifteenth. So in less about than a thirty month, days, yeah, thirty something days, one point one billion dollars. That that's Insane. amazing. Um, what I've been seeing is people saying, "Oh, um, that movie made a lot of money, but at the end of the day, the Disney CEO and the Disney people are Caucasian or they're white." So what does that matter? But right, and so they they saying that you know we're not really winning as black people, but you look at the cast. You look at um, you look at the director Ryan Coogler. He's African American. He's from he's from um, Oakland, California. Uh, went to U- UCLA uh, Film School. Um, this is gonna give more opportunities to the to, to the black people. to the black yep. to more black directors Absolutely. to more black um, cast people actors um, writers right, right exactly to make movies costume so every all all of it everybody of color. Um, this is definitely um, a win for us, and we're gonna see a lot more movies um, where where kids could see themselves on the screen besides just seeing the same people over and same over again. Superheroes that everybody mostly know. Exactly. It's, it's you gotta look at it in a long term perspective uh, versus the short term. You know, this opens doors for other potential black movies, shows, whatever it may be, to be out there and, and let us know that we can actually do a billion dollars in um, movie theaters. People didn't believe it. I mean, I don't know why they didn't believe it, but this proved everybody wrong. Uh, $1.1 billion in, in almost less than 30 days or just, just about 30 days. It's pretty awesome if you ask me. That's definitely a milestone. I would love to have that in my bank. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the Black Panther sequel is definitely confirmed. Uh, the Executive producer of Marvel, um, Kevin Feige, confirmed that there will be a Black Panther sequel. Um, right. Don't know when it's going to come out, but I'm excited. And I think he said he wants Ryan Coogler, the, the director, um, back. Um, it will only be right. He want another billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. no fool. I, I don't think this should change anything at all about nope. about about it. Um, besides, of course, it, it being a different take on... Um, uh, diff- a different take on T'Challa and the city and mm-hmm. the, the country of Wakanda. Um, they definitely want Ryan Coogler back. Now, just a little bit about Ryan Coogler, the director. He this is his third film, right? Think about it. Your third film in in your career, you hit one point one billion. His first film was with uh, Michael B. Jordan, uh, Fruitvale Station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then then he did Creed too. He did Creed as well. Creed as well. Yeah. And now he, he's working on Creed too with Michael B. Yeah, Michael B. But I don't think um, Ryan Coogler is returning for that. Um, oh, okay. He's not returning to direct that, but some another African American director is is directing that gotcha. um, that movie. Um, so for your third movie, you stayed the one point one billion. Your name is definitely going to be in the maps. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think he's working. Yeah, he's working with um, Michael B. on another project. They're, this is going to be their fourth project together so they, they're working on another movie so um, if it's working and they're making a lot of money and the films that they're working together on is getting um, a lot of recognition why change it? Michael yeah. B. came a far away he started with uh, The Wire The Wire I yeah. never saw what was his character on The Wire do you remember? Uh, I mean he was like a, a little kid or something yeah he was like a little kid that was around the way mm-hmm. I think he tried to sell drugs and he ended up getting killed Mm-hmm. I don't remember having seen the wire in a couple of years, right. but um, he played. I think it was like he played the third and the fourth season, but he ended up getting killed uh, throughout it, if I recall. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so that's it for Black Panther. But um, I hope you guys remember the character Okoye. She played the the general of the, um, the women's army. Uh, of the women's army. I, I 
the name slips me and I know the name but I'm gonna mispronounce it so I'm not gonna say it. I don't I don't wanna be disrespectful. So <laughs> right, um, kind of have you're right. <laughs> Her name is Okoye. So I think um again the executive producer um of these Marvel films, Kevin Feige Kevin Feige said that um that he wouldn't mind seeing an Okoye movie. Uh, with a movie with just her, I'm guessing, with um, with how she runs things around the, around the city of, of around the country of Wakanda, um, how does she get into where she's at? How how does she she become general? What are your thoughts on the movie with just her? I think that would be awesome, like um, a full length feature, feature full, movie. Full length. I'm all the way with it. I would love to see uh, another black female take take the what is it called the uh, main role, mm-hmm. main character, whatever it may be. Um, it would be awesome. I think it would do a lot of money as well. I think her role, I think without her in the Black Panther, um, it, it the country would have fell apart. Mm-hmm. So she plays a critical role, and I don't think it would be cool to see, you know, how, how she got there, you know, her loyalty. Mm-hmm. You know, black women are the best. Um, so the loyalty there, I would love to see that right. on film. Um, I'm... I'm on the fence about a, a full-length movie with her. I think um, I would love to see a Netflix series or something. Oh, I wouldn't mind that either. A Netflix series, the same the same way they do either Jessica Jones or mm-hmm. the same way they do um, the the um, what do you call it the Daredevil yeah. um, series. I wouldn't. I, mind. Would, I wouldn't mind seeing yeah. that. Um, Something on a smaller scale where you could focus definitely on her, on her development, as a character, right? right? Versus it being a big thing and you know special effects and all that. So I would definitely love to see her on a I Netflix t- style. Then of course she's she could appear in the future Black Panther sequels and you know the the Marvel movies later down the road. I wouldn't mind it either. Um, I think anything with her, um, and and that whole tribe of women would be a, a good look, even if it's Netflix or for feature film. I think it would be good. So. Either or, it's a good idea. Netflix, Netflix uh, series, you know, right. binge that in one day. <laughs> what um, what series have you watched on Netflix lately? Right now, I'm watching um Jessica Jones. I'm on episode three. Okay, She's trying Se- season two. Season two. Mm-hmm. Um, season one, I didn't like it at first. It took me. Um, I had to watch it three separate occasions. The yeah. first three episodes, mm-hmm. but after the third episode, <clears throat> excuse me. I- <coughs> I got into it, and um, it got really good. And then this season, she's trying to figure out how she got to where she got to with all these powers and who did it to her. And um, it, it started off pretty good. It started off stronger than uh, the first season, so I'm a little into it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm on third episode right now, kind of on the fourth episode, but need to rewatch the third episode. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah. I, Are you watching it? I'm on, I'm on Jessica Jones as well. I watched Luke Cage, um, season one, season two. You just trailer. watched it? No, no, I saw it like oh, last year when it dropped. Okay. Um, season two trailer dropped recently. I think that's supposed to drop later on this year. Yeah. Um, Daredevil. I watched a f- the couple of episodes of the first season. Didn't really see it all the way through. I saw the Defenders when all of them came I together. I was not a fan of that. I would. Here's what I tell you. I wasn't. I wasn't a fan of um, Iron Fist. Yeah. It was slow. Yeah. It took too long for stuff to happen, and I saw the whole thing, but I just I'm not a fan. But yeah. I, I saw Defenders when they when they um, debuted it on Netflix. Um, all right, so let's get into again. This episode is going to be very quick and straight to the point. We're not we don't want to take things longer than it should be, so we're going to give you short and sweet to the point. All right, so let's talk about what's hot. Um, right now, actually, this morning on the Breakfast Club, yeah, uh, my boys Jesus and the Kid Mero, they're funny. He, he um, 
um, there on the podcast that I mentioned uh, last week on the on the first episode of the Mostly Everything podcast. Um, they're called the um, Bodego Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, you could find that on iTunes and, and as well as um, as Google Play. So they are they have a show on uh, Viceland mm-hmm. at night coming on eleven. And basically, what they do is just they just talk about whatever that's going on. They talk about pop culture. Mm-hmm. They will play clips of um, stuff that's going on and, and put their own little two right, cents. Put their own little two cents in. Put their own commentary on it. Um, and this morning they were up at the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. They were playing the clip of him talking about it on the rail. Um, for their Valentine's Day episode, and they were making a comment on it. So, um, DJ Envy was saying, on the rail, yeah, on the rail, he was saying, um, you know, he was like two different people. His real name is Rashawn, so he was Rashawn with his wife and kids at home, and then he was with he was DJ Envy in the streets when he left the house. Right. And um, Jesus says something. He said he made a comment to that. He said. But you knew those DJ Envy checks, checks because right. his wife replied to DJ Envy. Um, I didn't know who who DJ Envy was. I right. only know Rashawn. Mm-hmm. So DJ said, uh, but you know those D, the you know that DJ Envy check though. Uh, DJ Envy was not not a fan of it. Not a fan. Not pleased. They pressed him. They pressed DJ Envy. As soon as they got on the show, as soon as he got on the show, before you think I started. He's so, like, before we get started, let me. <laughs> so how? Did DJ Envy overreact? Uh, I think so. Okay. Um, I think um, when I do watch the Breakfast Club, they go in there and talk about everybody in their personal life, and they have no filter, um, and they feel as though, you know, that's their content. That's how they got big. Um, starting back with, from what I recall, I mean, the show was on way before this, but when Birdman came on there, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you done or you finished. Right. Um, so like they you know they just say whatever they just want the views they want the they want the content they want the followers they want the they want the popularity which is good in their industry um but i think the time that somebody mentioned something about his wife um he he got offensive now um i understand being married man you know my my drawing line is definitely will anybody speak in regards to my wife in a negative tone i'm i'm ready to you know do whatever to defend my wife uh, I never would want to disrespect or want anyone disrespecting my wife. So I understand him in that context. But uh, I think what he said, uh, Desus, mm-hmm. um, by saying that she knew those DJ Envy checks, uh, DJ Envy was bringing the money home. Regardless if you knew him or not, that's the truth. You did. You spent that money, um, regardless of how you want to look at it. You spend that money that DJ Rashawn wasn't getting checks. DJ Envy was, so you knew those DV, DJ Envy checks, and I don't think it's disrespect. Um, and I think he got a little offensive, especially to the point where he had to walk out as if he was, you know, about to get violent or upset or whatever it may have been. But I think um, he, I mean, that's what they get at the end of the day. By the time somebody got back at them, you know, it is what it is, and I'm, I'm happy. That someone spoke up and said what they had to say, and they got offended. It's about time. Mm. You can't dish it out. Then I mean, if you can't receive it, don't dish it out. You know, simple. I think um, because they 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 know each other for the most part. Yeah, uh, Jesus and Mara was on a Charlemagne's um, show mm-hmm. um, on Common Sense, and they pretty much run. I would say they're running the same circles. And you know how Jesus and Mero are. Yeah. I don't think he said anything too offensive, um, unless he called her like her name or right. he um, 
he's uh, spreading like rumors about her or mm-hmm. him and his family. I don't think it was that serious. No. I, I didn't think that he had to um, to 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 get to take it to that level, especially to walk out of the interview. Now, if if as soon as you heard that and you knew these people and you possibly run in the same circles, I would just call, call him up, right. be like, hey. Um, I heard what you said on on your show. Um, just want to let you know I'm a bit offended because I think uh, he apologized though. He did. He was he like, did. "All right, I'm sorry," but then he, he kept going. I apologize. Yeah, he kept going. Right. Uh, <coughs> so I feel Excuse that me. I feel that he, he took it. He took it a little bit. He should have just given him a call. Listen, because this happened 30 days ago. Right. Um, yeah. So just give him a call. He was say, waiting for him to come hey, on the show. Hey, what's I um, I didn't appreciate what you said The comment that you made I just want to let you know That I'm offended Or whatever mm-hmm. Or even before the camera Stopped rolling Just woke up to them Because there was there's, there's a lot of people That come on that show On The Breakfast Club And they have issues With, with Charlamagne Oh absolutely they have issues with I have them. issues with Charlamagne <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> we, we know that you're not A fan of the show no, I'm not uh, a fan um, But a lot of times I think Charlamagne Mentioned that He's like you know the the guests that come up here and have an issue, I just don't come to the studio at all. So he wow. could have just skipped. He yeah, he could have because there's been many times that um that that show could be run by just two people. Yeah. Um. So I think I think DJ Envy overreacted just a tad. Agreed. Um. I think a lot of it has to do with ego and clout. Mm-hmm. Like you want the hits, you want the views, so you're gonna react when the cameras are rolling. Yeah. He said his wife was um offended too. I want to know what she was offended by. Um. I get. I guess because she feels that they don't know the history because they've been together for like twenty some years. Right. Since since they were fifteen years old, they so didn't before have the uh, money came in. Right before the money came in, they've been together. So they were Sean. Right. Uh, <laughs> so it's not like you know she's just there just for a check. Right. Okay. Yeah. That so, makes sense. So now. I I, th- I think that's but, why she was a bit offended. Right. That makes sense. Understandable. Right. But at the same time, it's just like. The, the, this is what they do Right This is what these Zemiro do This, this is, is what, what Right You put yourself in that light You put yourself on the show You got exposed Then take the criticism Keep it moving Exactly I, I think um, People in the media or, or social media Hold on to stuff like that To mm-hmm. hold on to the fact that He did step out of his um, His marriage Or whatever the case is um, But I think they felt that like they moved on since it's it's nobody's business but DJ Envy and his wife. Right. I think they felt that like they moved on, so everybody should move on. But that's that's not the that's way not it works. that's not the way the world works. Right. People feed off of that negativity energy, mm-hmm. so he took a shot and you made you blew it up because when he said it, nobody even noticed it. Right. When he said it on the show, it was just like you know. Okay, he said it. Keep moving. Yeah, that's now, right. Nobody mentioned yeah. it as soon as Jesus, Jesus said what he said. Nobody, I didn't even think twice about it. Right, me either. Right. So when when he went on DJ Envy show, I'm like, oh, where's the clip? Where's the clip? Like, I want to hear it. Right. You know. So he he brought that onto himself. Right. Hopefully, he move on from it. Most recently, I just uh, canceled my cable. I feel so happy, so glad. I'm tired of paying a hundred seventy dollar bill. The death of cable. The death of cable. Um. $170 bill every month, um, getting that triple play for a phone that I don't even use, don't know the phone number, channels, half of them I don't use, not including the, um, you know, the uh, movie channels, if I would include that, that would have been more, so uh, recently I signed up for YouTube TV, it's live TV, um, and it gives me mostly everything I watch, um, um, my main concern was sports, um, that's the only thing I really, really care about. Um, at the end of the day, with sports and YouTube TV, offered that to me and offered me a, a array of other channels. Um, it's about a total of like um, fifty channels. 
Um, we got ABC, AMC, Bravo, Cartoon Network, CBS, CNN, C, ESPN, Fox, and all this is live TV. Fox News, Fox Sports, FX. Um, <clears throat> every show that ABC, every show that I watch, National Geographic, National Geographic, NBA TV, NBC, NBC Sports, um, Oxygen, Pop, um, TBS, TNT, CW, True TV, USA, and We TV. So basically, everything I watch is on that on YouTube TV, and it's thirty five dollars a month. You get a Chromecast or Apple TV, and you just you know add um, YouTube TV to that. Um, a couple of my friends and um, relatives have Xfinity app, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime. So I use those along with Fire Stick. And then um, I'm looking into the Direct TV now. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna go with that because I have the YouTube TV, which is live. All the channels are live, so um, I went from paying 170 to paying uh, right now. I think I'm gonna be paying 75 dollars a month for cable for my YouTube TV and um, internet. Um, internet is running running it up right now, so um, I'm saving 100 dollars a month. So uh, we'll see what I end up spending that 100 dollars. If it's shopping, if it's if it's at the bar. And in New savings. York, you need every single piece oh, of your coins. Oh, you need every penny. Hundred dollars, actually. That's that's almost monthly train. You... <laughs> <laughs> I need twenty one more. You dollars. need twenty one more dollars to get that that, that metro card. Yeah, I'm living yeah. it. So um, I'm happy to get rid of the cable. Uh, it's it's just you know I, I love TV. I love watching the shows. The TV got better. It's just that it was just getting too pricey. And every month they send me that bill, and I'm just like, I'm dreading to pay it. I'm paying it on the day that it's due, the day before. Um, but I'm just happy to drop um, to death a cable mm-hmm. to switch over to YouTube and use the other applications that I have to watch TV. Yeah, so um, we've we've moved in here uh, last year February, mm-hmm. and um, you know, of course, every time you're a new customer to Optimum Cable or whatever cable you have, mm-hmm. they offer you the package at a discounted rate. You pay for a year or two years, and then they they um. And they they try whether you want to re up the contract or you know they raise the price of right. what you have per box mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So this is definitely an option. You know, I looked at it and <clears throat> uh, me and my wife we had the Direct TV now. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it's just the same thing as you know um, YouTube TV and all that other other jazz. It is live TV. You can okay. have it on your Xbox, PlayStation Four, your um, your Apple TV. You can have it there download it and just watch the Josh live TV um, yeah. the only thing is that um, you would have to pay for kit for the, internet. the internet yeah and my bill is 175 right now so no I'm get, I'm getting rid of this cable it's, it's definitely gonna be the Delta cable because mm-hmm. I need every last piece of my coins all yeah, right absolutely <laughs> listen everybody join us in this movie death for cable hashtag death kill death it for cable hashtag. kill it yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Death for cable. That's I know, gonna be the new movement. I know we Check don't me know. out on Twitter. Team <laughs> Corey Hilton. Mostly uh, everything podcast. Hashtag death of cable yeah. people. Let's go. Now this is our sports section where we talk about our favorite team. You know, free agency was uh yesterday. Free agency oh, began. A lot, um, a lot of moves that the Ra- the Ravens <laughs> and the Jaguars made. Ravens signed wide receiver John Brown from the Cardinals. Now, I know the kid is good. Um, he's fast. He's fast. He's definitely fast. And Flacco has an arm for his speed. Mm-hmm. Um, but last year, I played fantasy football for the first time. He did absolutely <laughs> nothing for me. I was so disappointed um, at his um, production. 
dropped it. I dropped him midway through the season. I think one of the games I dropped him, he actually that was his best game of the year. Mm. But you know that's how fantasy football goes. Mm. Uh, we we renegotiated James Hurts and Brent uh, uh, Urban and picked up option on Brandon Carr. Uh, we released Ladarius Webb and offensive tackle Austin Howard. We also released Danny Woodhead and Jeremy Macklin. Um, I don't really know how I feel about releasing um, Howard and Webb. Um, I guess I didn't pay them that much attention to see what they really did. Clearly, they didn't do nothing or they're getting old and they need to move mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my team direction is going right now, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to wait and figure it out. Um, you think you're rebuilding? Do you? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, I think, I mean, I would like to see what John Brown production is because um, mm-hmm. we definitely need wide receivers. Um, I don't know if we're rebuilding, but I, I feel like right now, uh, the Ravens are probably last in, in in our division. Um, the Browns have been making a lot of moves. They traded for everybody. They they got rid of everybody, everybody, and then they still have like first and fourth pick this year. Mm-hmm. So they should get a quarterback and uh, that running back from Penn State. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I feel like the Browns and the Steelers are top two teams. If if they can, you know, obviously we know the Steelers are good. Now um, let's let's hold our verdict on Browns until they actually yeah. win more than one game in two years. Right, right. <laughs> I agree. So we'll see if they can put it together and see. But right now, I, I don't know what my team is doing. Um, there was a lot of good players. Um, we we let a lot of tight ends go. Uh, Jimmy Graham, we should have had him. We didn't. But we need. We definitely need somebody that's a passing, a catching tight end versus, um, you know, a blocking tight end. Dennis Pitta retired, right? Did he retire? Or he's still playing. You know what? I honestly don't know. Um, I think he was injured with that hip. Gotcha. Um, from like the last couple years. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens with the rest of the um, what is it called off season? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a lot going on. I'm trying to get that um, that uh, wide receiver name. Give me one second. Cause y- y'all have the um, y'all still have the NFL draft. You still right. have the free agency post draft, um, and what what pick do you guys have in the draft? Sixteenth. I think we're gonna get that wide receiver from um, Calvin Ridley. Uh, Bama. Is this yeah from Bama, Bama. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. that's what they're trying to get. Okay. We'll see if we get him. All right. So uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So um, it's a it's been a very busy off season. Um, Paul Puzlesny, um officially retired. Um, he played. He played eleven total seasons. He he spent his first three seasons with the Buffalo Bills. He was second round pick out out of Penn State, and he played the last seven seasons with the Jaguars. Um, definitely a vocal leader in the locker room. A lot of guys respected the way that he um came in every day, worked hard, and um a lot of guys idolizing him. So they're definitely gonna miss him in the linebacker group lineup. Um, wide receiver Allen Robinson. It hurt my heart. He's gonna go to the Chicago Bears. I wanted him on the Ravens. Uh, too bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, um, I think he went over there for like three years, forty-two million dollars, some, some, something crazy like that that we couldn't afford to pay him. Um, but good luck to A. Rob. He didn't. He only played three plays last season. He he tore his ACL, so he's coming off an ACL injury. But these days, ACL injuries are are, are nothing common, so, right? So I'm pretty sure he didn't come back and have a like big year twist. for the yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he's gonna come back have a big year for um, Mitch um, Trubisky and um, and there's that Bears offense. Um, we have Aaron Colvin, our nickel corner. 
Um, he came out of Oklahoma. We drafted him in the fourth or fifth round. He came off an ACL injury when he started as a rookie. We still drafted him. And he was a good nickel corner for us. He went to the Texans, the division rival. So we're definitely going to see him twice a year. Um, he's He had like a four-year, $34 million, something like that. Um, but he's a nickel corner. That's outside corner money. And I don't think we would want to pay him that. Uh, we lost our guard, Patrick Omame, to the Giants. Um, Giants definitely got a good one. But we signed Andrew Norwell from the Panthers. He's a guard. He's 26 years old. Um, we, he definitely feeds into what the Jaguars want to do, which is run the ball down your throat. Um, he signed a five-year, $66 million contract. So we'll see how it goes. Um, we resigned Marquise Lee, our wide receiver, who came out the same year as Allen Robinson, 2014. Um, so definitely, it's good to keep some familiarity in the in the in the receiver room. We signed Niles Paul from Redskins. He's a um, he's a special teamer. Um, Cody Davis from LA Rams. He's going to be a special teamer as well. Um, Don Carey. He played for us back in the day. Now he's back. And DJ Hayden, former first round pick out of the. Um, um, out of Oakland um, with the Raiders a few years ago. So he's probably going to help us out in the secondary as well. Uh, overall, so far, so good. Um, we just signed, I just got a notification, we just signed um, Austin Stefan Jenkins mm-hmm. uh, from, from the Jets. Uh, he's 25 years old, super young, signed him to a two-year deal. Um, he visited the Seahawks first, mm. but that's his hometown. He's from right. Seattle. But then, and then he's um, now he's with us. So mm-hmm. uh, we're signing a lot of um, offense. Um, we, the defense we, is good. The defense is good. So we definitely want to keep that um, in. And we definitely want to keep that uh, a hold on that. Uh, the guard, um, he's great in run blocking. Um, saw a little cut-ups of him. We definitely keep Marquis Lee. So we definitely want to run the ball again. We're number one in... In the rushing attempts, I believe, and rushing yards, um, we lead this. We lead the league in 147 yards per game in rushing. Something crazy. Did y'all do anything with your quarterback? Uh, yes, we resigned Blake Borders to a deal. <laughs> my man is back in the fold. Uh, that's my quarterback. I don't care what nobody say. Uh, rather die. He got us to the AFC Championship. He did. Well, so why why he can't give it get us back to the AFC Championship? Right. Most likely a Super Bowl. So. Right. I'm hyped for the 2018 season. Um, I got my Jaguars hoodie on. You already see it, so you already know what it is. Um, we signed some uh, wide receiver called Ryan Grant from the Skins. Okay. Um, been in the league since 2014, only 84 catches. He had a uh, big year last year with 45 catches, four touchdowns. Um, he won two seasons without scoring his first year in 2016. It uh, looks like he had an injury in 2016. He only had nine catches. But um, we gave him $30 million. How many years? Do you know? No, I don't know. But we gave him $30 million, and I don't know who he is. Uh, How much did Allen Robinson get signed for? Three years, $42 million. Oh, well. I, it, might, it might have been five Which years. Sometimes with these contracts, you got to look at the breakdown. Right. right. So the entirety of the contract will be the 42 but each year, um, it might come down to maybe a one-year deal where the team could cut you and then they don't have any hit against their cap. <laughs> Got you. So, um, so we, we'll see. We'll see. And the tight end was um, uh, Ibram from the Lions. Oh, y'all signed him? No, we tried. We we'll hope we get him. That would be a good pickup. 
I mean, he had a nice year last year. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, he's a he was a first round pick out of um, Detroit. So you guys definitely need as many pass catching people that you could get. Right. Um. Absolutely. I mean, Flacco got the arm. He mm-hmm. just need a little blocking and some catchers. Um, just like Steve Smith, you know, mm-hmm. he could throw it to him and he caught it. He's gone. But it was the only person double teaming. Who else you gonna throw it to? Gotcha. All right, guys, so we hit the part of our show. Now, this is going to be a permanent se- permanent segment in our show called Top 5. Now, um, including when we have guests, they're going to bring their own Top 5. We're going to tell them ahead and what the topic is, then they'll come up with their Top 5. So um, at the end of the show, um, we Corey and I are going to come up with our Top 5 list, and we're going to say it one after the other, starting at number five and working our way up to number one. So today's top five category is top five 90s TV sitcoms. All right. So do you want to start or you want me to start? You start. All right. So the number five on the top five 90s, t- my top, this is my personal top five 90s um, TV sitcoms. I'm pretty sure you guys out there that's listening have your own top five. Uh, this is Ooh, my this is my top five. Yes, so share your top five. Post up this episode um, or post it on our Instagram. Send us an email to see what your top fives are, and we'll definitely read it on air next episode, episode three. So starting on number five, um, which aired from 1997 to 1999. Smart guy. Wow, top five. Top that's five, a good top one. Top five. Top five. That's a good one. Smart, smart guys. My twins, right? My no. But the T and Tamara with his little brother, with his their little, little brother. brother, yeah, yes. their little uh, brother, yeah. Uh, TJ, yeah, TJ, yeah. I so it was, about him. it was a single, single dad. Um, TJ was smart. He was in high school with his sisters and his brother, right, Marcus. Um, Sister was fine. Uh, I forgot her name. Yeah, she was fine though. She played in a couple of '90s shows, right, and um, some movies as well. Yeah, um, she played it, in How High. She did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's she did, fine. The dean's daughter, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, smart guy, my number five on the list. Um, funny, funny, um, funny show came on the Disney Channel, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. um, the like I said, I think he was like a his name is T.J. Henderson. His he, he was um, maybe under ten or maybe thirteen or ten years old, yeah. and he was in yeah. high school with his people. He was so smart. A lot of hijinks um, came into play. When uh, when it came to those um, those shows that show so it was definitely funny that's my five what's your number five my number five I'm gonna have to give it to a uh, show that started in 1989 and ran to 1998 mm-hmm. um it's it's a show about nothing um okay. it's uh it's it's a dry sense of humor. Okay. Uh, it was created by Larry David and Seinfeld. Okay. It's called Seinfeld. Okay. <laughs> Hilarious oh, nah. show. Seinfeld got to be high on that list. Uh-huh. Uh, Seinfeld it's number five. It's not. It's it's my number five because I didn't get hip to it until early two okay, thousands. Gotcha. Gotcha, so gotcha. maybe, and I was probably too young to understand what was going what on. Was then. Going on right but now when it comes on, I'm I'm dying you're, laughing. You're hooked, you're hooked yeah, it's it's a great show. It's mm-hmm. and. I used to undermine it when I was younger. I was like, this show is stupid. I don't mm-hmm. know what it's about. But the older that I got, the funnier it got. Um, yeah. I think my favorite character would definitely have to be uh, Kramer. Mm, of uh, course. Sli- sliding into people's bedrooms. I mean, houses. For no reason. Uh, for no reason. <laughs> Always left his door open. You can't do that in New York. I don't yeah. know why. That was based out of New York. I don't know why they did that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's my bottom five, but it's definitely um, 
one of my top five shows that I, I definitely enjoy and I still enjoy to this day. Uh, moving on to number four, uh, it's a show that aired from 1993 to 2000. Now, in my growing up, um, again, I came. I didn't know these shows until I came to the states. So right. I came to the U.S. in 1996, I believe. So I used to watch this on uh, again a, um, ABC um, channel seven. Uh, it used to be TGI Fridays, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, all the boy, all the, my homeboys know was in love with this uh, long-haired uh, uh, girl, and the show is Boy Meets World. Yo, Corey. <laughs> Corey Matthews. <laughs> Corey Matthews. Topanga. Topanga. Oh my god. Yo, Topanga was fine. Hello. You know they got like a spinoff. They like, do. Like uh, when they had the adults or something like girl, that. Girl, girl meets world. That's yeah, what it's called like about that. their daughter. Yeah. Uh, it's not that good. Yeah, but, but anyway. I never even looked at it. That's fine. Um, so yes, my number four um, is Boy Meets World. You had Mr. Feeney next door, um, who is by the way the voice of Kit and Knight Rider. I don't know if you guys. No, I didn't know that. You didn't know Mr. Feeney was the voice of Kit and Knight Rider. No. Listen, listen to you know Mr. Feeney's voice in your hair, yeah. right? Go to YouTube, <laughs> go to um, just type in Kit and Knight Rider, and you'll hear him. Same same guy. Um, yeah, I Mr. Feeney that. next door, who was there? Um, was a history teacher. Teacher for life. Uh, pretty <laughs> much, pretty much, it was always there to help the family out and when whatever hijinks that um the 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 family got into. Um, so what's your number four? My number four is. A different world. Uh, okay. Um, I respect that. Yeah, you know that's this. That's just a classic for like mm-hmm. black people. Right. Um, it's one of those shows that show you know black people can go to school, black people can be educated, black mm-hmm. people can have a voice. Um, you know you got to start from here to get there. Um, Spelman College, I think it was. No, not Spelman. Um, what college was that? I can't remember. Um, but remember that that show was a spinoff of the Cosby's too. Yeah, it follow, was a follow, of the follow Lisa. Yeah. Um, when she went off to when she went off to school. Right. Um, what school did they? Hellman. Hellman, Hellman College. Yes, Hellman College. Hellman College. I always wanted to go there just because of that. And Lisa Bonet is fine. Two, oh, um, but uh, it's uh, it was based out of Virginia because that's where the college was, mm-hmm. um, and it was just a great show. Whitney Gibbler was the first light skinned woman I had a crush on. <laughs> um, she was like that light skinned thing, uh, she and she did, and she had a country accent. Yeah, she did everything about it. I liked. I don't know, but that was a great show. Um, mm-hmm. Even to this day, if you see the episode when she was about to get married, mm-hmm. uh, and um, the the Wayne came just through, came and interrupted, yeah, interrupted and said what he said. It's she classic. ran off. I tear up every time, man. Gotcha, I tear gotcha. up every time. All right, so that was your number four. Now we're up to three. Top three. Top three. I doubt that um, anybody could remember this show. If you do, kudos to you. So this show aired from 1995 to 1999, um, and it was a Parenthood. Came yes. on Channel 11. Yeah. Um, the WB. It was at Robert Townsend. It had Zaria in it, which is Reagan Gomez, which I was in love with her too. I think every. I think. Every every hot show has a has a female that all the adolescent boys was in love with. So yeah. <laughs> Zaria, um, Miss uh, Reagan Gomez was definitely um, my crush on that show. Um, she also con- went on to voice um, uh, the Cleveland Show, uh, which is uh, created by Seth MacFarlane. She played um, the daughter in the Cleveland Show. Um, Parenthood, um, two parent household. It was CC. Um, uh, Big Worm was in there from Friday. Yeah, he played yeah. Uncle Wendell. Right. Um, 
it was it it was a great show, funny, loved everyone, and I will run home after school every day just to see that show. Yeah. I came on that night especially. So that was my number three. Well, my number three is uh, started in 1984 to 1992. Um, it was based out of Brooklyn, New York, where yeah. we are from. Okay. Uh, it's the Cosby Show. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. My shows, your shows are like, uh, I like your shows, uh-huh. but my shows are just like, I don't know that 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 black strong family gotcha. or, yeah, or yeah, home yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. The way I want to, you know, have my kids live. Right. Uh, the Huxtable, mm-hmm. which was amazing, upper middle class family. Um, if there was doctors and lawyers and that right. was upper middle class, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I don't, I think that was higher right. class, honestly. And then um, his his um. His office was downstairs in the basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. One of my favorite episodes of the Cosby's is when um, they had the dream. They they was giving birth to babies yes. and it was pregnant and it was giving birth to subs. Yeah. Oh my god, that was hilarious! Another great show teaching people uh, life lessons. In my opinion, mm-hmm. um, you know how you can be, how you can be whatever you want to be if you do the right thing. And I think they address most of like um, they address drugs and alcohol. Yep. They address mm-hmm. stuff like that. So way kids before their see. time, right? Yeah, right. hit it at time. Right. They were addressing any and everything, no hesitation. Uh, the show ran for about eight years, eighty four to ninety two, mm-hmm. um, but it still plays to this day. Yeah, uh, my favorite episode in the Cosby Show was the Gordon Gartrell um, shirt. So I think Theo had a date, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she, he went with with uh, with Claire, with his mom, to go to the store to buy a shirt. Hold on, speaking of Felicia, Felicia Rashad, she's fine, aging like wine, right. not milk. <laughs> aging like fine wine. <laughs> fine go wine. ahead, she wants to. Um, I think no, I think, or I think he went. I don't think he go. He went to the to the mall with her. Mm-hmm. He went to the store to get a uh, to get a shirt for a date and it ended up being a ninety dollar Gordon Gartrell shirt. And they felt like that was too much money. So when he came home, they looked at her seems like no Theo, you're taking his back. So then uh his sister Lisa, um, she made she made her version of the Gordon Gartrell shirt and it was ugly. It was the most <laughs> ugly, ugliest gold and navy blue thing I have I ever seen in my life. Um Is that the- that was that was my favorite episode of the Cosby. It does. He tried to make it. She tried to make it for him. But but guess what? It was ugly. But then his date loved it. Right. And they went on the date. They went on the date. He was good. Trying to show off for a woman. There you Let go. me tell you, that's not the one you want, people. <laughs> when you gotta do extra stuff to prove yourself. Right. Um, all right. Number two. Top two. Top two. Top two. Top two. Um, this show ran from '95 to 1999. Um, two brothers. Oh. New York City, hmm. Pops Diner, the Wayans oh, Brothers. Oh, the Wayans Brothers, yeah. Has to be. Yeah, um, that falls under the category. Top two, uh, definitely um, w- within my top two of the 90s um, TV sitcoms. Um, that show was hilarious. It was. Every single part, um, um, whether from Pops, whether from uh, bang, from bang, D, <laughs> from D to uh, to all the host of the characters of that show, mm-hmm. um, love Marlon and Sean Wayne's. I, um, I love, love the, the Wayne's family. Yeah. yeah, family, family. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're just um, awesome. They set the tone. Presidents too. Exactly. Um, even now, the actor. I think yeah. um, um, Marlon has a special on Netflix Hilarious. called Wokeish. Yeah, he's Hilarious. funny. Hilarious. Um, all right, so my top. What's your, what's your two? What's my your number, number two? two um, is my personal uh one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. Um, my idol, 
my role model, mm-hmm. person I aspire to be like is Will Smith. In uh, number two, number two, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Wow. Uh, you can't tell me. I've literally seen every episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, one of the most pivotal episodes when his father left him. Uh, he didn't have his father around. Mm-hmm. He came and decided to leave. Um, you know, that hit home because I didn't have a father either. Gotcha. Um, so I understood where he was coming from, mm-hmm. and he played that role so so great. Yeah. Um, another one of my favorite episodes was when him and um, Carlton took the car um, and they went to the pool hall and Carlton lost the car. Yeah. Actually, one of my really favorite episodes was when Carlton be- uh, went to Philly and became a thug. Oh, yeah, that's they- right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they- and he had the glasses on. He had like a he had a headband yeah. on, a bandana. Yeah. yeah, he was running the hood in like two days. Yeah. Um, that was hilarious. Um, it's so many funny episodes, so many real episodes, mm-hmm. so many... Um, inspiring episodes, mm-hmm. I mean, life-related uh, episodes that you can even relate to today. Right. Like, the world really doesn't change as much. Mm-hmm. So you could look back at these shows and, and you can see it. It's the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that aired from 1990 to 1996. I felt yeah. like it, w- it would have been longer than that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I love Will Smith. Everything he do, I've seen everything he played in, everything he acted, mm-hmm. produced, had a hand in. Only thing I haven't touched was the just water bottle that him and his son the got. Box, the box, yeah, water. the box water. Yeah, the box water. I haven't had that yet, but everything else I've been a part of. And shout out to him for having the best Instagram in the world. Ever. Best Instagram. <laughs> best Instagram. Sorry, um, Oprah and Ellen, if you guys Ellen, are listening. Ellen is pretty uh, cool at nah, Instagram, but it's Will not Smith. better than Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, uh, the Fresh Prince was definitely, even when it comes on now, when it com- I, I believe it comes on a BT or VH1. Yeah. Um, you when it comes on, you have to sit down and watch it. You have it. to. Um, it it stands the, te- the test of time. Um, it mm-hmm. continues to be a reference to this day. If somebody has a 90s party, somebody's coming out dressed as Will, Will Smith. Will Smith, yep. Um, so it's definitely, um, definitely a great show. All right, we reached the number one. Number one, number let's one. see. Uh, this show aired from 1990 to 1996. Um so uh, I believe Corey looking at you, looking at your expression. You already know what this show is. No, I don't. But I was just glad it didn't. It's not mine. And I see what yours is. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna put that on there, but now. All right. So my number one top um, five '90s TV sitcom is, of course, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, number um, one. No, every single there's a couple of episodes where I know all the lines of of during the episodes. Right. Um, saw it million and one times. Um, it's definitely still um deep in pop culture. Um, know the theme songs of each episode. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of my favorite episodes is um, remember that time when I think Carlton, Will, and Uncle Phil they got trapped in the woods somewhere. Oh, uh, I they, just want to say the elevator. Nah, they got that's a good episode too. But when they got trapped in the woods, they um they find a cave and it was a it was a duffel bag full of money, mm-hmm. right? Um, and Will found it and it was like. Uh, Carlton and Uncle, and Uncle Uncle Phil wanted to burn, burn it because it, yeah. because they they were cold. They, they needed they need to have some some to burn. Right. And then so he decided to burn it. Come to find out later on, it when they left the next morning, it was a game show. They they burned one hundred and fifty thousand or five hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> something like that. That was a funny episode. Uh, but yes, Fresh Prince number one, my top five nineties um, TV sitcom. What's your number one? Number one, 
1992 to 1997. Martin. Martin. Based yeah. out of Detroit. Uh, favorite show. I think that was the funniest. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, I'm a bigger fan of Will Smith than I am Martin Lawrence, but. I, f- I will give Martin Lawrence the edge for his show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it set the sitcoms off. Uh, it was a it was a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, Martin just came off of um, um, hosting Def Jam when he remember he was a host of. Um, oh Def yeah, he Jam, was. He Comedy. was. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He did a lot of things. He did Kid and Play movie. Mm-hmm. He was on that. Mm-hmm. He was the DJ there. Um, and then he spent right into this. Um, Martin is probably the funniest, highest rated show. Sitcom running during that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite episode? That's a hard one. Um, ugh. Ugh. So many. I think uh, one that had me in tears. Well, a lot of them had me in tears. But when they went on that vacation. Yeah. And, when, the, and then Pam was in the other room. Yeah, Pam and, and Cole. And was, Cole and I mean, Tommy. Tommy was in the other room. R.I.P. Tommy. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. Tommy. I forgot. Um, he um, started beating that... that Raccoon, that mouse, rat, whatever it was. Yeah, that was hilarious to me. I don't know why, but I was dying laughing. Mm -hmm. Um, Another episode when Tommy was laughing and Martin was doing "Ah, ah, it. When Tommy was in the hospital. Uh, Cole is uh, the biggest idiot. Mm -hmm. Um, If you had to choose between Cole, um, Eddie from Family Matters, and um, what was the name? Cal from Kenan and Cal, who would be the dumbest one of you? Uh, Eddie from Family Matters. Eddie from Family Matters. Yeah. His girl was hot though. It was some beautiful women on the '90s sitcom. Beautiful women. Yo, amazing. Yeah. But yeah, that's my number one. It's uh, Martin. Um, it it barely peaked over Fresh Prince, but mm. it was definitely funnier than Fresh Prince. So I think our top five was different. The only thing we it had was with Fresh Prince. Yeah. Yeah, surprisingly. Was... So that, that that shows how many of the African American shows that were on during that time mm-hmm. versus now there's not there's not little there's little to none. Yeah, um Blackish. Blackish. That's yeah. that's a great show yeah, that awesome we show. I want to talk about that next week. Yeah, next week. That, they hit everything on that right. show. Um well guys, that's the end of our episode of the Mostly Everything Podcast. Again, you could give us a follow. Follow me on Instagram at R underscore G. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Corey Hilton One. Or you can follow our mostly podcast, mostly everything podcast on IG and Twitter. Okay. Um, if you're interested in advertising on our podcast, please give us an email at mostly everything podcast at gmail.com and we'll get back out to you. Um, that's it. See you next week. Peace. Peace out.